My guest today is Lori Maddock, and I'm really happy to have her here at home because um, I wanted to talk to her about her book, and we've been, uh, I mentioned this long time ago to her, and it's taken me quite a while to get you here, uh, Lori, but um, it's great that you're here, and you. uh, we, I want to talk about Hetty backstage as well as other things. So you're an author. You're a mum of three, mm-hmm. and I our connection is because of Loretta Convent, because yeah. we both had our children there. And yeah. um, and then I discovered that actually your mum and dad were quite well known. Mm-hmm. And um, and so this all ties in with Hetty Backstage, from Absolutely. what I've been reading, because it's a bit of an autobiographical book. Absolutely, so yeah. f- the first thing I want to ask you is, why did you become an author? Why did you feel... You wanted to write. It's funny, actually. I think the um, yeah, the whole author um, thing is a uh, you know, it's one of those things. I think we all sort of you know, we all say there's a book in each of us, and 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 of course there is. Um, and and really, it was actually a bit therapeutic actually for me because when my dad passed away, um, I think it was a real. I, I'd already been thinking about it beforehand, but I think it's part a bit of therapy for myself actually. I just desperately miss him. I miss him so much now, and I love to recount really just the extraordinary childhood I had I mean it's um really quite you know um it is extraordinary when you look back at the time you don't think it's extraordinary it's just Mm. normal but that's and I think it was and also I had children um like say when they were Loretto age and I really was interested I I did a bit of a stint in the library which I really enjoyed Loretto yeah Loretto so I was there for a couple of years and um which I loved and I think that just gets you Obviously, more aware on the market, yeah. um, what's, um, and so, and it's really just, I thought, well, actually, uh, backstage, and it's not just backstage, but because I'm, but I was, I was literally just brought up, particularly with mum, I was kind of taken when, and mum and dad divorced when we were, when I was about six, seven, and so really from that point, and of course, actually around that time, mum became sort of quite famous with Heidi High, and, uh, and then, so she was always working. I mean, Dad was always working. So I literally spent my time between them and in theatres. Amazing. And, and for you, probably, <laughs> so probably traipsing around theatre yeah, to yeah. theatre, really yeah. famous places, mixing with really famous people. Yeah, and it was, it was probably it was just normal for you because totally they normal. were your parents' friends. Totally normal, and, yeah. And you were in this um, whole lifestyle. Yeah. But, uh, but interestingly, I think Mum would say that at the age of sort of six, seven, I was quite a shy girl. So I'd literally be like a mum's apron strings, you know, kind of holding on to her. And then slowly, slowly you get your confidence. But you, but it was literally just in and out of, yeah, scenarios. Like we were, we'd be filming would be filming I know growing up I did things and of course remember the television was such a central point of family life then Absolutely. it wasn't social media and all the rest yeah. that we have now so explaining that to my children they're kind of like oh, what <laughs> <laughs> so it's like yeah. you know yeah, really yeah, yeah. a lot of people knew mum and dad at the time but probably more so mum more as a household name and then but people would recognize both of them everywhere we went and it was kind of just actually a little bit I had I probably had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder for some years about really? it was it, was it an annoying a not bit, annoying little bit mm, but mm. but also it was that mm. complete dichotomy of like really annoying but okay I, mm. I like it too and how did your parents like deal with it <laughs> yeah. I mean did they find it annoying not as well not at all they, you know no. what they were brilliant and actually you get you learn a lot from you know parents and I think mum always used to say you know what low you know if it wasn't for all these brilliant fans you know really I, my education would have been paid for I wouldn't yeah, have done yeah, this yeah, we wouldn't absolutely. have had a lovely job. home you know yeah, what that's your yeah, job and yeah, that's the yeah. thing and she was uh, she was brilliant I mean always is and it still is about absolutely pragmatic that that is you're not earning she's not earning a living if it wasn't 
for having people who liked her. Yes. <laughs> you know? So she's great. Really, she's grateful to her her fans totally. or the people who absolutely. Who, who I mean, even now. Work. And even interestingly, she's just about to turn eighty, and she's she just really? in fact, we talk about social media. She just started. A, she has a friend who's brilliant at Instagram and all the rest. So she has an Instagram, and all of a sudden. Her Instagram account is just, really just grown and and it's brilliant. I mean, that's another whole area of where people just like to be able to get hold of and or mm. have contact or just see her. And she's still quite busy with bits and bobs. So yes. it's um yeah. So it's um you know an ongoing thing. But you know she's very grateful for, and I think and Dad always was as well. You know, brilliant mm. at um at that and appreciation. So, so you created this a uh, child's book um because of your childhood. Yes, is that why you're appealing to children? Yes. So the idea. And again, so going back to my sort of suppose the time I was in Loretto and in the library, um, and it was inspiring actually because you see the different children, different reading levels, are different ages as well. And I had I, even my three were quite mixed, either the love of reading, um, the ability of reading at earlier or, or older age, and and that was the other thing that you wanted to then. I, I thought right, I did want to take a subject that obviously I knew very well, and I thought that the life of a child backstage. I mean, I literally. The, type, the particularly Hetty, for example, backstage is sort of set around and it could be any particular show. It didn't really matter about the show that was being on at the time. But I li- did li- live in the wings a lot mm. of the time and um, and I had to learn the discipline of that as well, of being backstage. And I think it certainly wasn't, you know, I wasn't running around causing havoc because my mum would have actually throttled me, you know, and um, but I, you learnt literally the complete discipline of being that, and of course now I don't think as many children are allowed backstage. So hmm. in a way, I was lucky because I don't think that you know with health and safety and security hmm. and it's a whole different issue now. Child, child protection yeah. and yeah, all yeah, of that yeah, business, yeah. you know, you, you, there is a, probably a lot tighter. So I was very lucky, yeah, to literally experience everything. And I would go into wardrobe departments and I'd be in with the wig lady, who just I think was amazing, and seeing how the lighting and the sound and and how all that just worked, the staging and was it being Fiesta? Um, well. No, I was a lot in studios on with TV sets yeah TV sets exactly. Mm. So, for example, Heidi High, I grew up with that, and then, so wow. we'd be on location, mm. and then you'd be so in so much the... part of my childhood. Yeah. I grew up with Heidi yeah. High and all the characters. Yes, exactly. So and, amazing, um, they were all friends, all friends, and um and of course there's a few of them still alive. Thank yeah, God. yeah. Um, but uh, and um but I think it's yeah it was really um it, it was but it would be so in the studio you'd be at the BBC. Um, television centre on Friday nights straight down from school my stepdad would pick me up and we'd go down and meet them and we'd be in the audience you know like you see the audience mm. and, the, and there'd be a few of us family members that would be there and oh it was brilliant it was fun you know really fun but then equally we'd be on tour maybe mum would be on tour with a play or a musical throughout the year when maybe she wasn't filming and so we grew up in pantomime of course it was a massive part of my I was telling someone yesterday um because actually mum's just about to do pantomime again this year which oh. is um lovely actually I'm I'm, I'm so pleased that she's kind of up for doing that, you know, um, mm. and feeling, you know, at, you know, at an age as well because it needs energy, and she is quite energetic. I mean, so, at nearly eighty, still yeah. doing pantomime, it's quite demanding. Uh, totally. But she's physically she shows a day, and yeah, yeah so she's really kind cool. of up for that, and I think that's you know brilliant. And um, but that's and growing up with all that panto I was and, honestly amazing. And that, all that is in the book. Is it? Tell me about the book. So this one, um, my my idea behind them was to try and set, have six different books. So six, okay. I could do probably a few more but I thought six solid ones but this is the first of them and the they are def- set in different scenarios they are semi-autobiographical so they are 
really a lot of them I've taken from my own experiences. This one is set backstage in the opening of a production and rehearsals. Actually, Dad is, and I'm visiting Dad, and it is sort of set around my you, life yeah. yes so I was at boarding school and it yeah. starts there with the boarding school element um, my life there my life going off to to work with mum and dad I mean my dad was also quite an interesting but again like I said it was a bit of therapy for me actually um, writing the book so and dad was um, a, a linguist he spoke nine languages and so when he went to Rada then and he became an actor he'd already sort of had a big experience with of his life before then and developing all his languages and he studied many languages and like I say spoke and he interpreted and I think it was like Vienna I think um, and for politicians and did all sorts of things before he became an actor but of course now I mean when people do remember dad they often remember him for some of his foreign roles not all of them I mean he famously dad's played army is dad's a big army one. yeah yes. exactly he played the German yeah, yeah. commander and it, of course actually if you listen he his accent is so perfect that you would almost believe he was German not a Welshman you know and uh, so he and he's so he was so good at these things he'd play a you know now and again I see him pop up on black and white films late at night playing some Italian lover to uh, to Sophia Loren or someone or whoever you know and it's um yeah it is it's brilliant I mean what a what I mean, just I, sometimes I almost a bit flabbergasted. Sometimes thinking about all the things did I, you know, and there's the old occasion that Wikipedia's. I had to, I've had to look at Wikipedia just to remind myself of some of the dates. And I remember discussing it with Dad and saying, "He said oh, I don't remember doing that." Like you know, <laughs> some things he's done. He literally has his memories, the his memory or the theatre list or films yeah. over the years and things. He just you know was quite extensive and um, a lot of radio. His voice was very. He had a very nice voice, so he had a lot of. So there's talk of the way he he used to do um, like raid um, sorry adverts, voiceovers, and reading books to audio and mm. and um, see. So yeah, there's lots of background. So sorry, going back to the books. That the the first one is set backstage yeah. in theatre and um, opening and production and um, the excitement of really just being backstage and and like say echoing really some of the discipline that I learnt, but a lot of the adventure that was going on and the excitement of trying to put a production together, the money that's involved, people's, you know, these are jobs, these are, you know, so... um, And, of course, there are so many roles in a theatre. So, And then the other books that um, I'm writing as well are set... One is set... um, I'm with Mum one weekend and we're off to the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre and I remember Mum did a summer season... a summer there, which was amazing and she was so thrilled to be doing it Um, and it was... She did um, two shows and it was... um, um, Ring Round the Moon and another uh, Shakespeare. Um, I just trying to remember which one it was now. But it was, and of course, the open air theatres are magical if you've ever been to them. I have been. And uh, I just. The uh, atmosphere, the, the whole oh, thing. Yeah. It's, it, it's extraordinary. Yeah. And of course, so anyway, that one's set in Regent's Park. And then, and of course, it's in the same park where you've got London Zoo. So there's some adventure there with London so Zoo. So they're, they're all about, a little bit about your childhood yes. and, and memories. Yes. And I can imagine that since your dad passed away, it's a lovely way to remember yeah. all these special moments. Absolutely. What, what are yeah. the most memorable, um, Laurie? Do you know, it's really hard because there are so many. And then, and, and I suppose this explains, like, another one, I the, another book is set on a lifeboat because dad did a um, series um, I mean he was pretty famous for a series he did he played um, Lloyd George in um, a series called The Life and Times of David Lloyd George and that was um, televised 
uh, around, I think, the late 70s. And um, so that was um, very exciting. But he's done, so he's done, and, and I suppose more recently, he did a detective series on Channel 5 when Channel 5 sort of came into its own at the beginning. And mm. that was called A Mind to Kill, and he played the detective, the, the, the lead in that. And so there's lots of roles that he's done over the years, but one was set on a lifeboat, and it was um, around... Um, in the Mumbles in Wales and um, it was called Ennell's Point and I really remember going filming with him and it was extraordinary because we were literally launched off the old um, you know, lifeboat going shooting down into the water submerging, I mean and I remember being inside, you know this was just a day at work with Dad and I didn't Dad sometimes would explain where we're going or maybe just as a child you're just ignoring it you're just going along mm. with whatever and you know all of a sudden you're on a, with a lifeboat you know with a, a raft thing around your neck just in case <laughs> safety so yeah I remember that and I remember they were filming and of course there was the makeup lady on the lifeboat trying to just you know get these dramatic scenes and this was and I, so that was in one of my that's in one of my books as well but um but yeah no I mean I think there's you know the, the memories are really quite extensive with whether it's because of the things that he was quite extraordinary, and that's, and that's another reason, like you say, it's talking mm. to my children about people that have passed that they really have mm. no memory of. Yeah. It's, it's really sad in a family when you have that. Mm. And I think... Uh, when, you, keep it, you keep him alive. Exactly. And you know what? We're yeah. very lucky because we do have... Um, you know, I can Google, Google him or bring up YouTube and there he is either reading or talking to somebody or being interviewed or performing or whatever. And, you know, and it's lovely. You know, if I want to hear his voice, I can hear his voice, which is quite which strange. Is what, yes, yes. Uh, yes, <laughs> but, it's um, nostalgic, not, but, yeah. but lovely. But lovely. And yeah. you've got three kids. How? What do they think that they're about it all? I think they're do, still, they're actually still, I, if I'm completely honest, I think they're still on the discovery mode of it because they're of an age where they start to pay, I suppose, a little bit more attention to uh, well it really they did that you know it's mm. like what really and even mm. with uh, like nanny you know uh, so and of course some of the teachers Lily's at a performing arts school now and some of the teachers might say oh, and the cleaner might say what your grandmother is like you know <laughs> really like and she was like she and I think it's the realization now oh okay she, she was quite famous at the time and, and it's mm. and it's also just appreciation I, I've got so many photos and that was the other thing I think when dad passed away there was so much memorabilia and mum has got an extraordinary amount of it and I it's so loved by so many people as well and and yeah. like I say for my own purpose it's much more of a therapeutic thing because yeah. it is happy memories happy happy memories of yeah. um, my childhood and I just want to sort of really part mostly for me but also just to share the stories because they are um they're fun I think as well they're fun settings for children mm. and I suppose mm. that's that was going back to the original reason for doing it I thought mm. they're really and they are they're believable because they're true yeah um and they are yeah and, and you can talk about I mean you you know the colour the vibrancy yeah. everything it's like the detail it's is just palpable yeah, when you, totally. when you tell, I'm yeah. sitting here with you and you're mm. you're telling me about it and you can really yeah. say tell that you've lived it yeah yeah and of course that's why in the end I actually went into uh, stage management I think that was I think mum and dad were both sort of slightly nervous I might have gone into the acting side and I was going to ask you yeah, didn't you, you didn't want to not be an really, actor not really I don't think I, I can't I did realize obviously being in the being in the business with them growing mm. up that you you know you do have to have talent yeah. and you do have to have an awful lot of luck but to the two combined really but if you don't have one without the other and I think it's um you know and I, I never really believed I had that you know and I enjoyed it but I wasn't that talented I don't think <laughs> so, mm. but I really loved the business and I think it's mm. like any you know with children might end up going into 
having you know an interest in what their parents do. Have you heard about our new boutique bakery? Have you visited our new location yet? Hi, I'm Sharon from Piece of Cake Bakery. We're now at the top of Engineer Lane, just a bit further up from where we were before. We now have a wider range of cupcakes, donuts, mini cheesecakes and brownies and a large seating area where you can enjoy our delicious Lavazza Gold coffees, a variety of teas and a few flavours of hot chocolate. And of course, you can order your usual bespoke cakes by either dropping by or sending us an email to cakes at pieceofcake.gi. Piece of Cake Bakery, making your day just a little bit sweeter. Your, your kids are quite, in, in their yeah. own right, they're quite um, creative and in their own yeah. different ways. One yeah, is very is musical, isn't right? he? Dexter, yeah, he plays. Dexter, he loves all that. He's quite, he's a yeah. bit theatrical as well, I'd say, actually. Mm. But, you know, and I think he's kind of interested, actually. He's coming up into that sort of realm. And I find that fascinating, whereas I don't think Rian particularly is that, interested in the performance side he's much more reserved and and then there's lily doing lily with her dancing which is dancing yeah amazing um, exactly you just i think enjoy and i think as long as they enjoy it that is, it is the most important part and then obviously there is a point where you know that with all of these things you have to be disciplined and dedicated oh, yeah. and if you are those as well then you've Everything got half afford, a chance yeah. yeah and um um i wanted to ask you what did you study at uni did you go to university i did do dance and drama actually brenda did you? would probably laugh at my degree because i was one of those degrees <laughs> that covers everything sport as you like you know um, okay did, uh, like dance, dance and drama. drama where did you go study? to Bedford and I okay. wasn't very far from home actually then mm. it was um, a new uni- one of those new universities back then we were at De Montfort and it was um, yeah and it was great and, but I was from the time I was 16 I was very lucky. I went and got my... At the time, you needed your equity card. I don't know what the situation is now with all of that. It was, you needed a, it was like you had to be part of the union. So okay. to, be, to get that equity card, you had to work so many weeks, and then you got your full equity. And um, so it's, when I was 16, I got um, uh, my first contract, which was an ASM, so an assistant stage manager. And every... So when I was doing my A-levels and then straight through university, I just worked in seasons. So I did summer seasons. I did in theatre? In theatre, yeah, yeah. I that's... went off. So I just went off. And so oh. I was kind of my... And really, that's what I really just wanted to do. I just wanted to be working backstage. So I did yeah. stage management. And then after university, because I'd had a, that bit of experience, which was brilliant, because I worked with people in my own right then out mm. you know and you learn so much and um in learning and working with people backstage you learn you know you're almost learning how to it's still that that thread of respect um appreciation for where you are that the other skills that are around you experience artists crew whoever you know it's everybody, um, everybody has around a part you to blame, aren't they? everybody yeah. and you have to learn how to work with that and, yeah. and um so yeah so I, very early on and I, I the fact that I was quite young doing it and as soon as I got my it's actually as soon as I passed my my uh my driving got my driving license and um so that was it so I was off then and um <laughs> no and, stopping yeah you. no stopping me now and um yeah, it was brilliant so that was yeah that was it got me going and then after uni I went into theatre management so I actually my first uh, job was for a company um called Apollo Leisure and they owned theatres throughout the UK mm. and I my first venue was in Liverpool um so I was at the Liverpool Empire. It was an extraordinary theatre. So what was the, what was the was, production? So, well, I was because I was with the theatre. I was there as the theatre management. So I wasn't with any production. I was oh, just okay. purely so working there. Working there, and it was your so you were part of a team of management. 
and it's as because you, you're coming out as a graduate, you're learning everything from the box office staff to the, you know, managing box office uh, marketing because you've got all these shows coming your way. You've got a marketing team. You've got your front of house team or your, um, you know, your usherettes, and and then you've got your backstage crew. They bring mm. some crew with you, but you have some in-house crew. And managing the theatre, light bulbs, bar staff, you know, whatever, all of that. And that's what. So that's what I did. And you learn again so, so much. much. And then you went. I went from couple of venues around I went to Edinburgh and then I ended up at the Lyceum which is where the Lion, the Lion King is yeah. on now which and then of course you come full circle because wow. um, of course now we've got John, our Jonathan Lutwich yes, and, Jonathan's so, there. So, and then Lily was training with him not longer so of course now he's in the venue where I worked you know for I was there for three years and we it was which was incredible because and and then again again you sort of come full circle even when I went there I remember my dad coming to see me and he said Larry, I was in this venue and the theatre had actually been um, derelict for about 20 years, the Lyceum. This was, so this was a bit before the, like, the, the Lion King got put in. And, um, and we opened with Jesus Christ Superstar, um, which was another remake of it. And it was incredible. It really was um, sensational. But, um, and, but Dad said, I said, Larry, I, I judged a Miss World here. I was part of the judging panel. I was like, hey, you know, it was really bizarre. Random, it was really, really random. random. And over the, yeah. like many years ago, and it was, it's so funny. yeah, it was great. And I mean, that's what I loved about it. And dad and mum would be able to come and see me when I started. And they loved it, that we were all in the same biz, you know. So you think like, it helps that they were famous? I hated it, you Yes, know? because. I really yes, did. Because yes. you wanted to be known in your own right yeah, without. Very much so. Yeah, Even yeah, yeah. growing up as a child without friends, and that's what I was saying, sometimes I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder because I'd be like, well, I'd want to make sure they were my friend because of me and not because of who my mum was. Yes. So I'd sometimes get a bit annoyed if the subject yes. was brought up, you know. Um, but um, but I, equally, I sort of I grew to love it. But, yeah, and I, there were definitely, when it came to getting jobs, I would... I would definitely, I'd almost nearly, I very nearly changed my name to my stepdad's surname because Maddox is quite a distinctive name. Mm. And I thought, oh, and at the time I was like, oh, are you, do I or don't They probably asked me straight away, are you Ruth's yeah. daughter? Well, please? they did or they didn't. Yeah. Or maybe they just assumed it and didn't mention it. Mm. And that was another thing because I suppose the business at a certain, certain time was smaller, it felt smaller. And maybe that's it. But I certainly never mentioned it. And I think it was only as I got became older. And then, but mum would always say, oh, Tell so and so. You know, know you yeah, say yes, hi, I say hi. And I'll be like, no, that's the last thing. That's I'm gonna so do. funny. <laughs> yeah, I met your mum at Roski with you. You oh, were shopping no. one day mm. and we were chatting. I guess yes. she's so lovely. Anyway, yeah. we were chatting about Lily. Oh, yes. And I said, What do you think about Lily doing her dancing? She said, Well, at least one of them's gonna take <laughs> after me. She said, Well, <laughs> that's what I hope anyway. She was quite excited about it all. Yeah, I know she was very, I mean, she would love it if, very um, funny. Yeah, if one of them did, I think, you know. And mm. of course, my brother's got two kids as well, so you never know. Ah. They're they're um, they're quite talented. What do they? They live in England. They do. They're um, in St Albans. So um, okay, yeah. So that's where so I'm the from. next question mm. is: How did you end up in Gibraltar? So yeah, I ended up here. God, I've been here twenty years. And, you really? Um, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, it came down, and we had I'd had friends down this sort of neck of the woods, not so much in Gibraltar, and then came up came to Gibraltar really for work because okay. obviously more with the language based. And I thought, well, let's see what's here. And I ended up actually then getting Where did a you job work? with. Um, Ibex Insurance. Oh. And so Ibex was um, quite small at the time. We were seven people. I came in as office manager. 
And um, and then, um, yeah, so before it became the quite large firm it is yeah. now, we, I, I, myself and I was start, I was even there before Richard and Hilly. And then... Um, and <laughs> David and Hilly. <laughs> yeah, no? Sorry, David yeah, and Hilly. Yeah. And then um, Richard Hill and David, uh, yeah. Yeah, David Whitmore. And, um, and then... Um, and uh, then, yeah, and then I even became a director at that's Ibex, so I was I there for they, ages. They sponsor one of my shows, so yeah. yeah there you go. How so fun. I was there. So that's where you came, and then you met your husband here. So then Brendan and I met on a blind date. At the on border, a blind date? At the border. Oh. Thanks to David Whitmore. <laughs> really? Thanks to David Whitmore? <laughs> so, oh, uh, sorry, I just I said know, that. On, I didn't know that story. What a good story. <laughs> so we, um, so yeah. and then we, yeah. and, oh, and so that's, you met you met because he's Irishman, so, and then we ended up, Staying here, and that's what life does, doesn't it? You know, you yeah, have um, you yeah. life, and then you. Get it's married. a good place to bring up Brilliant. children. Yeah, we we really, you know, really grateful to have our children here and have our family. You were here. telling me before mm. that you feel a little bit on the periphery of yeah. being Gibraltarian, but I mean, twenty years, yeah. you're nearly nearly a Janita. Yeah, I think nearly. it's um, yeah, I think I mean, I, I feel like I'm. This is home, but I. Th- I definitely feel that there is, you know, when you and you appreciate there's the core is mm. the core the sort of vibe of the place is Gibraltarian, and you're still I'm still an expat. Brendan's still an expat, and we still, you know, we are we we understand the place, mm. but we're not at that deep part of it. And I think that's mm. that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's just it's not that's mm. what it is. You know, I've and heard I think other people say that. Actually. Yeah, and I think, but that's. You know, it's inevitable. It's a bit like going, if you were to go and go and live in Wales, you'd love yeah. to be there and you may appreciate all the things, but you're not Welsh. And yeah. it's kind of like, there's just a slight difference. I was interesting, you know, listening to um, uh, Graham Norton speak the other day about, he was saying over the, he recounting his time in, as a cork boy um, and how he had um, basically sort of, at the, when he was young, had desperately tried to sort of leave Cork and then actually is really appreciating his time back in Ireland now. But he said it really hit home, he said to him, that actually when the Queen died, he said that, he said, it's in the DNA of the British people, he said. And I, he said they're genuine. You know, he said, and I found it sad. He said he wasn't dissing any and mm. diminishing his sadness for because I think everyone, most people were touched, even if you're not so British, British. But he was, I think he was just saying, you know, it's really interesting that certain things are in the core of people, and mm. I think that's a, that's probably resonates here a little bit. You know, that that's the Gibraltar is, you know, the core is the Gibraltarians, and I think that's, you know, that's one of the reasons we're here because I appreciate that and as you're well. Happy you're the, happy that, you, yeah, you're exactly. happy living here. And I think my children definitely feel because they're all born here. They feel yeah, they're all born, um, yeah, all born here, and they're um, all Gibraltarian. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. That's brilliant. <laughs> and, how, how do you empower your kids, Larry? Well, I think it's. To, um, I'm not a very good fusser. I like to sort of try to get them to, you know stand on their own two feet a bit and um, I think particularly you know we've got two boys and a girl I would like Lily to I think you want them to be happy I don't like to I like them to find their own Mm. you know their own vibes a bit and they are and I think you're probably I'm sure you have this my three children are completely different oh my two are chalk and cheese chalk and cheese yeah exactly and I think that when you have that and it's quite interesting of course going through all the different ages and different stages they all need something just slightly different Different. and to try and give them empowerment to let them grow to let them be who they are I think is 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 tricky at times because I'm also a person who likes to be there when they need me be there when they need me but also try and 
stand back a bit. You know, mm. you think I'm, I'm definitely becoming aware of that, that you have to mm. kind of let them be. And it course, changes all the time as they get, changes, as they get yeah. older and they need different things from you. Definitely. And I think, you know, as well with Lily being away, that's quite hard for, yeah, for us. Well, I've just, mine's just gone to uni, yeah. so it's the it's same. It's hard, right? Yeah, it is I think hard. it's, you know, there's, um, it's, but, but... They're so happy. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. you know, and I think as long as... As long as they are, and I think there's definitely, I mean, she, Lily's 13, so she's still quite young. And I think there's, you know, when, um, but I do go if she needs me and I do mm. go up, you know, and she's not very far from some family. And um, so, and I know she's in a good place and she's enjoying her time there and learning so much. And uh, yeah. Well, she's very lucky very to lucky. be in this amazing um, school. And I think not, not to be, absolutely. And, that's, and, and I think that's the other thing is also, always to, you know, we never let the kids forget how lucky they are. Yeah. One that they are here, live in Gibraltar. Yeah. That's one. I mean, you know, it's been a huge bonus. Like I say, as you said earlier, bringing up children yeah. in Gibraltar is a, you know, absolute, um, you know, gift really um, for so many reasons. Mm. And, and it is sometimes it's the weather, sometimes it's the place, sometimes the location. You know, there's so much difference here. Um, it's and, quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe you wouldn't get. Yeah. In another there's place, There's certain things maybe. we do miss from home. Oh, yeah. And I think there's no, you know, and I think there's... Uh, uh, but, of course, then, you know, like I say, with Lily, it's... Um, she has the best of both worlds. I mean... Mm. And you and can come with the excuse, like, yeah, yeah, you can exactly. come and go. Exactly. And see mum, and I can go and, and see, see my brother and stuff, and exactly. So so what's awesome. next for you as a writer, as an author? Well, I'd like to... Um, I definitely Apart need to get... your other books. Get the other yeah. books done. And yeah. I think that's... And to be honest, it's been a lot... Um, easier said than done and I think just because of the life as you say when you've got three kids and um, and a husband that you just need to um, look help after. and look after and <laughs> just course. be there for and um, of course you know it's, um, it's all part it's, and parcel yeah hmm? it's absolutely and uh, so we're yeah so really I'm just trying to get those out now and um, and get them finished and that's a big enough task but yeah so I'll let you know when they're done <laughs> and one one last thing Lori yeah who do you look up to oh in a in an author way, well, just generally in life. God, so many people, right? And I suppose all of a sudden, I get I get really excited by creativity. There is no doubt about it, and I and I get really excited to talk about my parents now, which is quite interesting, isn't it? Because I suppose over the years. I, I wouldn't. I just it wouldn't be a thing. I suppose now with maybe because of your dad, dad you know. Yeah, exactly. I get really excited to go. Oh, God, I remember when Dad did that. You know, or Dad was able to do that, or Dad did this. You know, Dad did that, and I, and I love all that. But equally, it, how much it can bring people together, and even in, I was also at Lily's school not long ago, um, and we and it's a beautiful place where she is, and it's um, you know, and they have their own wardrobe department i kind of stumbled across it this this day as i was going around the um around the school and i kind of i said to lily i went stop 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 we need to go in we need to go in and, uh, and i as i went through i i mean it was like going into a, a aladdin's cave it was superb and there was these two ladies that one was like full-time there one's the other and they would i was asking them all about these costumes and and um how they you know where do they get them do they make them do they um do they get donations and they were explaining how they how they work and I was saying I used to work at the Jim Henson company so I did a after I was before moving out to Gibraltar actually I did a and it was amazing so the Jim Henson company for those who don't know is the Muppet Muppet show people but they also do an awful lot more and their animatronics their prosthetics their so when you say about people that I look up to I look up to all these people I get so excited about what 
creatives do and if you like even now sat with you doing your like you say your podcast it's brilliant just go and do it and I, I love looking at other people doing their podcasts you know because it's quite inspiring some of the conversations that I can actually get really distracted listening to podcasts because they can be really, yeah. really informative yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, and inspiring for, for sure. different reasons in life. You think, you know what, I must give that a go. It could be, I don't know, it could be a bit of cooking or something. It could be a bit of, and something that inspires you. These are the people that I really do look up to. Yeah. So. Well, thank you very much <laughs> for giving me your time and yeah. for, and for sharing your story with us. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Okay. <laughs> You've been listening to Women Rising, a series of talks where I've chatted to fabulous and inspirational women exclusively about their lives and their losses, their struggles and their successes, and their contribution to this world where they are empowering others and making a huge difference in our community. Thanks must go to my producer, Charlie Hurst, for putting this podcast together. Catch him at soundunit.co.uk. And a huge thank you also to Beatrice Garcia, who has designed and painted the podcast icon. She's at BeatriceGarcia.com. Should you like to advertise your business on my podcast, please get in touch. And please like and rate the show on your favorite listening platform. And comment also if you can. And should you want to get in touch with me, my email is rougejib at gmail.com.